Hello, everyone. Welcome to the WW3 podcast. My name is Will, and for this podcast, an episode will come out every weekend and will have a different subject. Those subjects will range from my personal life, sports, college, and other topics that I feel y'all, the audience, may enjoy. So like I said last week, this week's episode is about my favorite athletes. Um, And so the way that I decided to go about with this episode is uh, list 10 athletes, and the top five are currently on teams that I like. So JMU, Florida, the Redskins, the Wizards, the the Capitals, um, and then the other five, so from six to ten, are pl- are players that are outside of that or not associated with the team that I, I still like. So along with that, I also have a lot of a lot of honorable mentions because some of these guys are guys I've, that I really like that maybe aren't that actually aren't in my top ten and probably not in my top fifteen or twenty because uh, this is kind of more so you know, really of all time, but some of these, and we'll, I'll kind of mention who they are when we get to the honorable mentions, because I just starting to like them and they're not just completely there yet, but I put them in honorable mentions. So, um, that's where this is essentially going. If you, and if you want me to make a bigger list and be more, you know, kind of concrete about it, Hit me up and I might do an episode about that. But let's get right on into things with number one being Tim Tebow, quarterback out of Florida. Now, notice how I didn't say quarterback Denver Broncos, quarterback New York Jets, or uh, whatever he, whatever position he is for the Mets, right? I know him more for playing quarterback at Florida, and that's where I first re- really kind of started liking him, first really first realized, hey, Tim Tebow is freaking awesome, man. Um, and if you don't know me super well, Florida is uh, my favorite FBS um, college football team. So it, it kind of makes a little bit more sense in that case. But for other reasons, there are other reasons, of course, why I like him, but just besides going to Florida. One of them is his drive, you know, and out of all my years, all of my however many years, I don't know when I started watching sports and really started falling in love with them, um, but you know Tim Tebow has probably been, probably slash more than likely been one of the top driven athletes that I've heard from on kind of social media and um, like on TV, and a lot of it came from, and you could see it in, and we'll talk about this a little bit later in the next one, but like with his speeches and how he was playing and just how he kind of carried himself. Like you could tell this guy was really driven and wanted to get better every single day, which was something that actually really inspired me, believe it or not. So uh, that that's part of it. But another thing that I really liked him for was his leadership. And you saw this, like one, I think the one of the most, um, I would say important parts of his college football career was the, was the speech, you know, after Ole Miss, when he said, where he said, you know, we're never going to lose another game. You'll never see, see me work harder than any other athlete in the country. You'll never see this team work harder than any other team in the country. And what did that speech do? It lit a fire under Florida and they started playing really, 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 really freaking well. And that was something that 
made me be like, if I'm ever a leader, that's the kind of leader that I want to be. Tebow, again, inspired me in that kind of way, which led me to, when it came to athletics, when it came to not just, well, I was done with football at that point, you know, kind of basketball and track more so. I wanted to be like him. I wanted to be this outstanding leader that people would be like, wow, like he, he's a good leader, but also work my butt off every single day to get better, to be the best runner basketball player is ever going to be. Now, unfortunately, I didn't have, didn't do that long with basketball as I stopped after seventh grade, but, you know, and it was more so in track that I did this. And I was like, every day I need to be like Tim Tebow. I need to work my butt off and show these, show my coaches and, and my, uh, and my, uh, teammates that I wasn't messing around at practice after eighth grade, really, and maybe a little bit of freshman year. But yeah, but besides all of that, what, the other thing was that he was just an outstanding player as well. He was like one of the, he was the best player to watch at that point in college football. He was doing things at that point that not many people were doing. He kind of transcended, in my opinion, you know, that was kind of the start of those kind of quarterbacks being the trend and making the jump to the NFL. Cause at that point you didn't see all these mobile, innovative, you know, it, you know, escape the sack kind of quarterbacks in the NFL, right? You, yeah, you had maybe Mike Vick, but I, I can't really think of anybody else at that point. Donovan McNabb wasn't like that, you know, sure. Sure as hell, Jason Campbell wasn't, you know, he was playing, you know, quarterback for the Redskins, I I think, around that time. And, like, you just just didn't see it, man. And Tebow was just one of those guys you could not take your eyes off of. And that's what made me also really like Tim Tebow. Number two, Santana Moss, wide receiver, Washington Redskins. You know, as I've been growing up watching the Redskins, you know, there have been a lot of favorite Redskins that I've had. Daryl Green, you know, he's he's been one. Uh, even though he was de- definitely on the back half of his career when I was watching, um, you know, more more so, I think he, he really even kind of retired before I truly got more into it. Um, but Santana was really, if I remember right, like my first favorite Redskin like he I just fell immediately I just was like man this is a player that I really really like this is a guy that I want to be you know and you know if I play football so and you know like I said I grew up watching you know I grew up just watching him since I was since I was a young kid and I just idolized him I was like Santana is the freaking man you know and it was just so many it, it was just like, I, I just couldn't believe it. And then a lot of that was he was making a ton of plays. He was, like, one of the top primary receivers at that point. You know, he had Brunel. He had Jason Campbell. He went through Rex Grossman. He went through John Beck. He went through uh, RG3, too. Like, he went through a whole lot of quarterbacks, but was still, for the most part, throughout his main career, he was about the number one um, 
you know, the number one receiver. And, you know, he made a whole lot of plays, you know, with that, that made me idolize him. Like he had a hell of a game against the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Once he had a huge catch to win the, to win a game against the Jacksonville Jaguars in overtime. And I was like, this guy is the freaking man. And, you know, with that being said, you know, another reason why I liked him was because there was a lot of early Redskin memories because of him. You know, he, he was just one of those guys that when I was younger, I was like, Santana, I just, I would always, I always want to be him. You know, my parents would say, if you want to be like Santana Moss, you know, you got to eat your vegetables. And I'd be like, oh, you know, you know, I would, I would do that. And another part of it was, you know, I, I, I liked him so much that, um, you know, I, I bought his jersey. You know, I got a Tim Tebow Broncos jersey at one point. I don't think I ever had a Tebow Florida, but I the Tebow Broncos jersey. Like most of these guys I have jerseys of, but um, at least in the top five. So, but Santana, man, just nothing can be, nothing else can be said because he was the, fir- he was like the first. Um, number three, John Wall, point guard, Washington Wizards. And there's a lot that comes into it. And the first one's going to sound really stupid, but, um, Admittedly, I, I liked him a little. Uh, I liked him because of this. You know, he, um, I loved his intro dance. This was when he was doing like the, the, you know, the, the like fist back and forth and kind of di- did a little bit of the Dougie. And I tried to do that every day, you know, when he first got drafted. I love, you know, I was like, I was like, that's something that I want to do. Like, if I end up playing basketball, that'd be something I'd want to do, like emulate. And there was kind of a lot of those people around my age that were wanting to do that. Um, but, you know, along with that, he, John Wallace just freaking balled out, man. Ever since he's gotten, to, gotten been on the Wizards, he, he was... But I, he's just always been on another pedestal, man. And, you know, it's been unfortunate that he's been injured for so long at this point because, you know, Brad Beal, you know, is such a great player, and you add him back into the fray, and boom, you got another... I mean, the dynamic news dynamic duo is back together and this team can be even better than it is you know and when John in when John Wall first came to the Wizards he kind of brought he kind of helped them bring back the prominence you know they were kind of they had lost like a really great point guard in Gilbert Arenas and they needed to bring somebody in and John Wall and end up to prove to be the right you know replacement to him and that and kind of brought and he brought them to the playoffs a couple of times and made them not not obviously not the elite team that you know other teams were, but made he made the Wizards better than they were before they got him. And I was like, yes, this is exactly what we need, you know, for the Wizards. Uh, but you know, and the other reason why I like him is this is a guy that you know is so good that he could easily said, yeah, you know what, I'm I don't want to stay here. I'm going to go somewhere else. And he hasn't. You know, him and Bradley Beal have kind of had the same thing. They said, hey, I want to be traded. But they haven't, and you know what they've said is, I'm going to stay here. I want to stay in Washington. I want to win in Washington, and that's what really, really makes me like John Wall even more is because he's loyal to this team right now, and you know he, you know that's something that you want to see with somebody you know on your team. Number four, we're going to get into a little hockey. Alex Ovechkin, wing, I believe, left winger, the Washington Capitals. Now, um, with him, you know, a couple reasons I like him. 
He is one of the, if not, he is one of, or if not, the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Um, obviously, I think he's one of the, you know, obviously Wayne Gretzky is the GOAT in hockey. You know, and as as much as I hate to admit it, I think Sidney Crosby is, you know, kind of in the conversation too, but Ovechkin is too. And Ovi, that's what they call him, you know, with the capital is Ovi. Um, with, with Ovechkin, one of the things is that you just see how good he is every single game. Like he's bound to score at least one a game. This is a guy that will rarely go into a dry spell that won't score a game in a span of maybe won't score a goal within the span of a couple games. And so, but this is a guy that I really like when I first started watching hockey was like the first cap that was like, I like this guy because he was a gritty, like he's a gritty goal scorer in my opinion. And what I mean by that is that this is a guy that that is not afraid to, you know, back down from anything because and I'll get to that a little bit later, but he's he also scores a ton of goals. This is a guy that can take hits, that can receive hits, and get right back up. This is a guy that can fight, and even though he rarely does, but he's truly one of those guys that's like this kind of leader that everybody really, really likes, and this really no one, no one, you know, everybody's like, this is, he's that good. Like, he is that amazing. Um, not like I said with the first one, he is a legendary player. And every time I've been to a Capitals game, I've been like, I I need to watch Ovi. I need to watch Ovechkin because you know he's just so good, and you can't miss out on what he does. Because if you do, it'd be like, well, I've never, you know, I you could say I missed this, you know, I missed this moment. And now I can say, well, I remember this moment. I remember this moment because there's a lot of moments that you know, you want to remember with a lot of those really great players, and Ovechkin is one of them. Now, the last reason why I like Ovechkin is just, I would say, absolutely true. He is a tough SOB, right? This guy, like I said, he can take hits and get right back up, and boy, and he can hit people as well so in there's there have been a lot of games that I've watched on TV to where he's flying all over the place and that's something you like to see when he's also throwing his body into other guys and saying you know hey you know get out of my way and just laying them out right and then he just pops back up from what is a huge hit and he's just like oh yeah that doesn't bother me and it's just like, how do you even do that? Because there's a lot of these guys that are probably maybe a little bit bigger, like weight-wise, and also a little bit bigger height-wise that he's getting hit hit by. And it's like, and he just pops right back up, and you're like, how in the, how in the hell did he do that? Like, it's one of those things that you just can't wrap your mind around. And so those are the reasons why, I like Ovechkin. And then let's stay in hockey. And with my number five, let's go with Tom Wilson, right? Tom Wilson, reason I love Tom Wilson is this guy is a fighter, and I love his fights. This guy, when he fights somebody, he could give two craps, right, to keep it kind of family-friendly. He doesn't care, right? He, somebody wants to fight him, he says, you want to go? Okay, let's go. Drops his gloves and just goes to freaking town on the guy. One of my favorite fights that he's ever had has been 
was in the playoffs the year the Capitals won the Stanley Cup, and um, the, one of the guys from the from a team called the Tampa Bay Lightning um, was in the penalty box. Tom Wilson was right outside of the penalty box, and as soon as the guy came out, Wilson dropped the gloves, fought the guy, punched him so hard that the, the Lightning guy was falling down after the hit, and I'm like, yes, Tom, Tommy Wilson, yes, and I love it. That's one of the things, it sounds weird if you know me really well, I'm not a super violent person, but I love when Tom Wilson fights, because it is freaking awesome, man. Um, that goes into he can throw down, uh, so I won't go over that too much, but this guy, not only is he like that, you know, he's you know, I have tough, tough SOB for him as well, um, which I kind of talked about with that. But this guy can score too. Like this is a guy that you don't, that's, you can't necessarily underestimate when he's out on the out in the ice. You know, he's he's known for his hits. He, you know, some people claim to be dirty. He's known for his fights. This is a guy that necessarily isn't known for scoring, but he still can do that. You know, this is a guy that I think is truly underrated offensively that a lot of people don't realize how good he actually is. So that's why that I think that adds another dimension to dimension to why I like Tom Wilson. So getting away from the guys on my team, let's go into some people outside of that. And keep in mind, this is not necessarily now, you know, these are some of my favorite athletes of all time, but again, these are not necessarily in any order. Now with with number 6, I have Philip Rivers with the Colts. Now I'm not saying he is actually I don't in all reality, he isn't in my top 10 of favorite of all time. He is pretty high up there. I would say maybe top 15, top 20. And here's the reason why, right? This is just my favorites, right? Because this guy is also a tough SOB. This is a guy that's taking brutal hits on a team that, you know, has been good, but also has been bad. And But this is a guy that, you know, you, you see every week that is bouncing back from that. But one year, one year he got hurt in a playoff game and it was a torn ACL. This guy came back and played on a torn ACL in a playoff game. And I don't think they won. The Chargers did. But, oh, excuse me, that... But that makes me like him because that means he's got, you know, he's throwing himself into the game. He says, I'm going to play. I could care less about what happens. I want to win. He goes out there, plays with a torn ACL, and just does what he can to try and win the game. And along with that, you know, Philip Rivers, to me, is a guy that always have com- that has confidence when he walks out into the field. This guy may be a... Maybe a trash talker, but I feel like this guy can. And not only that does he have confidence, but I think he can back some of that trash talk up. You know, he can back that up. And in my opinion, I think you you look at some of the quarterbacks that are in the league. He is one of the greatest. You know, obviously you have quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes and you know Lamar Jackson and. Ben Roethlisberger, but if you're talking like some of the tenured, he is probably one of the best that is out there, because he, I, I think truly that Phil can be a Hall of Famer, and I think he will be. Um, 
And another reason why I like him and that makes him so interesting is that a part of that whole 2004 draft, you know, and this is this is a little bit of a reason why I don't like Eli Manning. So a little uh, background behind this too is that Philip Rivers was actually drafted by the Giants, only to be traded to the Chargers because Eli was refusing to play for the Chargers. So he played for a team that took somebody that didn't want for didn't want to play for them, and he was like, you know what, I'm going to prove that the Chargers made the right decision to trade for me, and I think he did. I mean, don't get me wrong. Eli was a good player, but I feel like Rivers was a little bit better than Eli in in, in my mind. Again, this is just my opinions. If you don't like him, whatever, you know, that's your, that's your opinion, right? But, you know, Phil said, I'm going to take advantage of this and prove the Chargers that they made the right decision. And boom, I think they did. Number seven, we're going to move to basketball. And this is a guy that I... I like recently, and again, probably necessarily, kind of like Philip Rivers isn't, well, this one really isn't high up in my top of all time, but this is a guy that I really like currently, and it's Luka Doncic, guard for the Mavericks. The reason I like him, this guy's young, and he can freaking play. This guy is 21. He is two years older than, uh, two years younger than me, my bad, and this guy can freaking play. You know, every time I've, you know, I had Sports Center on, you know, at least these last couple of years I'm on social media, there's something about Luca. It just, I'm like, well, God, this, this, this guy's freaking amazing. How can you, like, and, you know, I'm like, this, not only that, but he's, he's playing in, you know, with the Mavericks. And it's like, from the time that I know, they've really only had one good player with Dirk Nowitzki. And now they add him, and like, holy crap, this guy's freaking awesome, right? And I'm like, Um, But, you know, he's kind of in this odd situation to where, you know, in his draft, he was actually taken by the Hawks at three, but then traded to the Mavericks after the Mavericks later took Trey Trey Young, you know, in that draft, and they swapped Trey Young for Luka Doncic. So it's kind of the same thing to where, okay, I want to prove the Hawks made the wrong choice, and I, you know, I want the Mavericks to show, I want to show the Mavericks that I'm the right guy here. And I think he's really kind of done that. And from what I've heard about Luka and kind of seen, seen videos about him, this guy, like, he's, he's um, respectful. This isn't a guy that, you know, says, you know, goes around and uh, says, yeah, you, you know, well, this guy just can't guard me. This is a, this is a guy that says, well, you know, they played good. You know, he's like, I, I think humble is the right word here. I'm not completely sure, but I'm pretty sure humble is the right, uh, the right word here. But that's something that, that I would want in all of my athletes saying they have respect for the people that they play against. Right. And that kind of goes into the last thing I really like about him or that I, that I want to say about him. This is a guy that I would want on the Wizards, a guy that I would want on my team because not only is he good, but this is a guy that I think could be a great leader, but also that um, would be kind of um, that's the future of the team. You know, Bradley Beals, I think he's the future of the Wizards and, you know, John Wall was too, but you know, Luca is obviously the future of the Mavericks, and I, I just like that. And this is a guy that many people should, I think, keep an eye out on.
Number eight, and this is a guy that actually would be probably up in my top ten of all-time athletes that I've been able to watch, you know, in my time. So that would be Dwayne Wade, guard for the Heat. You know, this was um, when I was kind of first started watching the NBA. This was one of the first players outside of the Wizards that I really, really liked, you know. Um, he played for the Heat, and I was like, man, this, like, and I, and not, he made me really, really like the Heat. And I was like, okay, let's go. Um, and this guy, and I loved the way that he played. I really did. And this was a guy that, you know, again, it's kind of in the same thing as um, a couple of these guys to where you couldn't take your eyes away from him because he was so good. And, you know, I think, that, you know, that was a, a whole lot a part of it you know he was all in not only that but he's been one one of the best in the NBA you know people always talked about um you know LeBron and don't get me wrong LeBron's great you know I think um you know and Carmelo at the time he was also really good but Dwayne Wade you know obviously you know they did talk about him a lot back then and even now they still do but I think Dwayne Wade in my opinion is one of the greatest in the NBA obviously people say I'm not saying he's a, he's the greatest. I'm I'm not saying he is the greatest, but one of the um, at least that I've been able to watch. Um, so, you know, you know, nods to him on that. And you know, I think he made he made the teams that he played on. You know, with with the Heat and the Bulls, I think he made them better based off of his leadership. I think he was. And I I think I also think in in reality he's a really good guy. And you know, I think that's what made made me kind of like him a little bit more, you know, well-liked. And there, there was just something about him, I think, that made teams be like, okay, we can play, we can win based off of just him. You know, obviously when, when the Heat had him, LeBron, and Chris Bosh, you know, obviously all three of them, you know, made that team better. But I think him, he himself also made the Heat and the Bulls a little bit better. Number nine, Chandler Parsons. He's a forward, and he's a free agent currently in the NBA. Now, some of you are going to say, well, that's uh, he played at Florida, right? Yes, he did, but I'm not counting it as Florida. I'm counting it as being in the NBA, not on my team. So, but, you know, like I said, he did play at Florida, but I absolutely freaking, like, he was, in regards to Florida basketball players, he was really the first one that I was like, Holy crap, this is a guy, Florida basketball players, keep in mind, this is a guy that I would want to be if I played basketball. I'm like, holy freaking crap, he's just so good. I I, I like him. I just do. And so, you know, like I said, I liked him at Florida. This is a guy I wanted to be, which which meant I looked up to him. I was like, this is a guy that I think that if I played basketball, like, you know, when I was playing basketball, I was like, this is a guy that I really think I could emulate when I play. You know, at, at the time I was playing basketball, um, some of the times I was, you know, when I was younger, I was tall for my age. It sounds weird to say now, um, but now I'm just kind of average. But, um, you know, and Chandler Parsons was a pretty tall guy, so I tried to, you know, emulate his game and. You know, obviously now I can't, but uh, but Chandler Parsons was just one of those players that you know that a lot of people had growing up, at least in college. You know, in college sports, that you were like, 
boy, just, I would, I want that to be me, you know, and that's the way that I was with, with uh, Chandler, you know, when I was young. And then let's go, let's go ahead and go to number 10. And number 10, me and Nick Simmons, and he is a runner. This is a guy if I think would, would be somewhat high up in my top athletes of all time here. Um, but, you know, when I ran, you know, when I was first introduced to him, well, and he was like the first runner I was introduced to, which made things a little bit more, in, you know, which made things more interesting because my sister knew a lot about him and I was starting to watch a little bit about him and I was like, oh my gosh, like this guy, this guy's really good. This is a guy that I would want to be again, somebody that I was like, I, I wanted to be him. And so when it came, you know, that was, I was first introduced to him in middle school, I believe. And then, um, maybe even elementary school. But when it really got, when I really got into running and started watching it, I was like, okay, I want to try to emulate his strategy. Now, I don't necessarily know if it was strategy or just what ended up happening. In a lot of his races, you know, he would either be back, back of the pack or more so middle of the pack, you know, and I, I, you know, I was, I was always thinking in track, let's try middle of the pack and do the Simmons plan to where you wait till the lot, like maybe last one and a half lap, like maybe one and a half laps and you just try and pass everybody. I never did that, but I always said, I want to try it. I never did, but this was a guy that, you know, had that and was always known for that, known for having a huge kick within those last couple of laps or the last lap. And I was like, this is something that I would love to do and have people, you know, f- you know, be like, holy crap. You know, um, he was also a great runner. He, he was well known. I think he, you know, he was well known within the running community. Um, and he was just one of those guys that you could, if you knew a lot about running and you watch you, you were like, he's just so freaking amazing. You know, you, you, if you're a runner and you're a distance runner, you, and people asked you who, who do you like the most? I would say at least, you know, around my, around me kind of being in middle school and my sister being in high school, it was probably mainly Nick Simmons because that's who a lot of people really knew at the time. And then, you know, I kind of, I sort of grew up watching him, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, like, holy freaking crap, like, every time the Summer Olympics were on, I'm like, Nick Simmons, Nick Simmons, Nick Simmons, I always was like, I can't wait to watch him, because I knew he would always, more than likely, he was always going to have a good race, and that's what I really looked forward to, you know, with some of those Summer Olympics, besides other sports, but, you know, that, that was kind of one of the coolest things I've being able to do it was watch him run at the Olympics on TV. All right, so let's get into a couple of our honorable mentions here um, on this list. So number number one on the honorable mentions is DJ Yoshi. This is another capital. Um, obviously, you know I like him because he's a capital, but also for other reasons as um, as the uh, as you know in the winter in the Winter Olympics. He was he became an American hero and a lot of people liked him and a lot of people want want him on you know their team and you know he is one of the he, he seems to be a really nice guy and a lot of that and you know 
TJ Oshie is just something, somebody that you would always want to feel like hang around. Uh, Gilbert Arenas is the next one on this honorable mentions. Um, I was thinking about putting him on the top 10, but I put him outside of the top 10 for a couple reasons. Well, mainly for one reason with what he got caught up doing near the end of his Wizards career. And that was with the whole, uh, bring, I believe he was bringing in firearms into the locker room. And I was like, oh boy, Gilbert, that's, it ended up being kind of the start of his downfall there. Um, next one, uh, Tressway. Um, Tressway is just, he's currently the Redskins punter. And a lot of people are like, really? You're putting a punter on here? Yes, I am. You know, over the last couple of years, at least, you know, the Redskins haven't been super great. Um, and so he's really been one of the Redskins' best players over the last maybe two or three years. And that, and it's just like, he's so, he, he's a really good punter. And he's also, he also seems to be a really good guy. And he's also really funny. If you're looking for some laughs, you know, he's, look, look up on YouTube, like, Tress Way singing at wedding or something like that. And he's like serenading some, like somebody within the Redskins, like their wife. And he's like, it's just so funny that he's probably one of the funniest guys on the team, just based off of that kind of stuff. Uh, next on the list, this is kind of a more recent thing um, because a, a couple reasons, Kyle Jusic, you know, I'm, you know, when it comes to football, one of my favorite positions is actually really the tight end position. So like George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, uh, Jason Witten, just some names that have played that position. But I'm starting to really like the fallback position. It's not used often, but it's a, in my opinion, I think it's a, it's a badass, badass position. And here's why, because this, and especially Jusic, because the, the 49ers have used him in the passing game, the running game, and he can block. Like, that's the one of the coolest things you can say. And the tight ends, same thing, just, just about, except you're blocking and you're passing, or you're catching more so. Um, but Jusic, not only is he, like, a true badass, but this is a guy that went to freaking, like, an Ivy League school. Like, it, it, he's an FCS guy, which makes me like him even more. I'm like... Here we freaking go. FCS represent. Kyle Jusic is on this list. This is not a guy that would actually appear um, super high on, on my all-time list, but this is more so um, this kind of thinking off just a couple players. So sticking with football, two other guys. George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, two, two of the best at the position currently in the NFL at tight end. You know, these are George Kittle, this is a guy that has so same with Kelsey, they both have a lot of personality. And I like that about them. Kelsey just a little bit more of a hothead personality more than Kittle. Kittle has more of a cool kind of personality where he likes to he's in he loves wrestling and all that. So um and maybe in uh but these two are just great at their positions, and I love it. And one of the things that I, one of the tooth, one of the reasons that I like them so much, besides their personalities and that they're good, is that they're on these teams that, like, besides, well, let, let me put it this way Kittle and Kelsey, I think, have changed the tight end game, you know, and, I, and that's all I'll say. Um, going back to basketball, uh, Steph Curry, this guy that I like, he, this is a guy that in my opinion, um, is 
one of the best players right now in the NBA. Of course, um, you know, he got hurt and couldn't play much of the season. Now the season's suspended, but this guy's just really good. And not only that, but I feel like this, he's also really humble. He's, you know, yes, he may shimmy all the time or do whatever, and he takes these really long shots, but the guy has freaking confidence. He knows what he can do, and he, you know, he, 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 he takes it to his advantage in, in doing that kind of stuff. So that makes me like Steph Curry a lot. Next up on the honorable mentions, Andrew Weeding. This is another runner that I was introduced to pretty early on. I really kind of, you know, me and my sis, sister had a joke. It's more of an inside joke to where, like, I couldn't, I think early on I couldn't remember his first name. So I'd be like, oh, it's that Weeding dude. So, um, and, and it was hilarious because at one point, cause I, I used to go to a running camp, you know, in, in high school, I went to a running camp and, you know, they had a surprise speaker and he was there and he seemed to be a really nice guy. And that was something that, that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, but Andrew Weeding's up there, but then let's head back to hockey and throw in just one other player really quick. Uh, John Carlson, he's a defenseman for the Capitals. This is a guy that's been on Capitol for a while and, a player that my whole family has liked for a while. Um, and it just makes things a little bit easier when we all like him because, number one, he, he's really good. Number two, he's again, he seems to be like a really kind of calm, cool, collected kind of guy. And just, um, you know, this is just a guy that, in, in my opinion, is probably, again, besides the Caps, I don't watch a lot of hockey. Um, so... To me, he's like he's one of the better defensemen that I've ever seen. And keep in mind, like I said, well, I guess I can't really say that then. I'm not going to say that. But I will say he is a really good defenseman. And um, he's just, you know, you when you hear about defensemen, usually you hear about John Carlson. And that's all I'll say. Um, so wrapping up this episode, um, let me know if you um, who some of your favorite athletes are. Um, as well, kind of in the comments of either Twitter, Facebook, or um, Instagram. Along with that, uh, let me know of what I'll, if you like this episode and what other ways we could do this. I could do and maybe change it up to where my actual top athletes of all time, um, or uh, maybe my favorite wrestlers of all time, maybe make a list of favorite movies or actors or something like that, favorite video games. Let me know what you want out of all that. Um, But besides all that, um, you know, goodbye, and I hope you have a good weekend.